grand rising powerful being today i'm going to be talking about treasuring the gift of life and the gift of you it's the holiday seasons so everybody is thinking about gifts they're thinking about love they're thinking about hanging out with people that they care about and i'm just going to be sharing with you a couple of things why your presence is a gift and why life is a gift all right and why you should just treasure that in its own all right this is going to be very useful because the holidays is not just you know like they say merry 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 sometimes there's other sides to it and we have to look at all different sides so this is just going to be a reminder that you are the gift so i'm mentioning how your gift is what you need and how you can be a gift without giving a single thing to the people that you care about so let's keep tapping in on this episode of ed talks daily let's get it So what do I mean by treasure the gift of life and treasure the gift of you? It's very simple, man. Life is a big gift because every single day that we wake up, we gotta say we gotta say our gratitude. Gratitude to the most high. You woke up today, you could breathe. Let me let's check your limbs, right? Check your hand, check your face, check your ears, check your nose, check all the senses, and you realize that, yo. What should you worry about when you are here? Now, some people are going through many different illnesses in their body. They have pain, they have um, anxiety, they have uh, depression or sadness, or they just have um, diabetic complications and various different illnesses upon the body. This morning during Rising Prime, I was saying like, yo, we have to be grateful that we woke up because a lot of people didn't. We have to be grateful that we can see because a lot of people can't see. We have to be grateful that we can smell, that we can touch, that we can taste, right? So gratitude is a must. And gratitude, what it does is it really allows you to see that even though everything is not how you would like it to be or how you would prefer it to be, that things are. And because things are, there's something to be grateful for, right? And that's pretty much what I do doing Ed Talks Daily. I want to bring you as much positivity so that way I can remind you of what you already know, okay? Sometimes what happens is we make the mind the same again when we ignore what we really know. When we step into the knowledge of like, yo, I, I kind of get it, I understand it, we have to actually give ourselves grace and space because of that understanding, right? I say this, don't stand underneath your limiting beliefs and call it understanding. You have to overstand those limiting beliefs and stand on empowering ones that, yo, things won't always be things won't always be like this. Or things will get better. Or to see that things are already good as they are, because the truth of the matter is there's a lot of things to be grateful for. So yes, of course this is gonna be a positive message for you, right? And you wanna keep watching this if during this season you feel like, man, I don't really get any gifts or um, I don't see my family or or maybe I am with them and it's not always like how I would see it being. I want to remind you of this. Your presence is a present if you present it well. Okay. There is an actual way that you don't have to get you don't have to give a gift to be a gift. Right. A lot of people think gifting is about giving somebody a materialistic item. 
like yo i went to um dollar tree <laughs> and i got you something <laughs> all right don't do that all right no don't do that they're gonna come for okay i went to the the gucci store the prada store and i got you a gift a lot of people think that gifting has to be like something materialistic well your whole life can be a gift if your presence in its own is not just how do i get mine right when you start living your life in a way where it's not like how do i get mine is like how do we all enjoy this journey together then your presence become a gift because you're not solely focused on getting what you want um you ensure that other people get what they want right who said that zig ziglar said if you make sure that you get you if you help enough people get what they want you gonna get exactly what you want right so how i live my life is i live my life as a gift right i don't really give that many gifts but i am the gift that has been given you get what I'm saying? So every single day when I do a podcast and somebody was going through something and they listen to it and like, yo, Ed, this really helped me. I am gifting you. Right. So it, there is actually something. There's a correlation between the gift you give and the gift you are. Is there's a correlation between the gift you give, the gift you are and the gift you have. All of which is you're able to gift. You're able to give because you have it. Right? I mean, I'm sure we heard this a thousand times. Like, yo, you can't give what you don't have. But a lot of people don't even have money. They get broke to give the gift. Like, why would you even want to do that? So the best gift we can give in this season are not things, but time. Right? The best gift we can give in this season are not things or just time, but communication. Um, the best thing we're going to give during this season, not just time and communication, but... Um, appreciation right showcasing how much you appreciate the people around you is actually something that's very useful now a lot of people think I got to bring something no you got to bring you and the true essence of you not just something but you got to bring yourself so what do I mean call somebody right you might be like nobody called me on Christmas nobody called me during the holidays well what I realized was I used to always complain about people not calling me, but I was the one not calling people. <laughs> Let me repeat that again. I used to always complain that people don't care about me because they don't call me. Then I realized I don't call them. So it is a two way street. Right. And when we let go of, oh, they didn't, they should have, they could have. And you just do. Then what you do is you create an energy where it gets reciprocated. So this holiday season, don't wait somebody, don't wait for somebody to call you, call somebody. Don't wait for somebody to give you a gift, be a gift, right? So there's a, it's a different mentality is, is this, I'm not going to put my hands out. I'm going to give with my hands. And by doing that, guess what? You will be gifted. You will be given. Even if you get nothing as in a thing, you are getting um, something better than something, right? And that is... Yo, you are cultivating relationships here. Um, December started and I had a I had an epiphany, right? I'm gonna tell you about this epiphany I had. And it was like, yo, what I found out and what I realized is that life is all about relationships. Like the only thing that matters in life is your relationships. Now, somebody says the only thing. Well, there's more things that matters, but all of it facilitates relationships. Now you have a business, you have a mission, you have a household, whatever you have, everything that's involved in that are people. And what fosters the, the people that to uh, come and associate with you 
is because guess what they were a they uh is because what facilitates that is is basically the system facilitates relationships like your job facilitates relationships between the product um the company's vision and the customers right um when you're at home you're everything is a relationship build if you own your own business it's all a relationship so everything is surrounded around relationships and when we pay closer attention to those relationships, we'll find out that what we are actually looking is to resolve them, right? Is to be on the same page. So around this season, if you feel detached or like away from the people that you love, the best thing you can actually do is own up. Don't wait for them to, to do anything. You do it, right? And you don't have to do this to everybody during this season, just the ones that are pressing to you, the ones that are very important, that's been in your mind, and you just like, I can't get this person out of my head. You guess what? If you can't get somebody out of your head, get into your heart, okay? <laughs> if you can't get someone out of your head, get into your heart and be more loving and just call that person, right? Um, just mend that relationship, have a conversation, maybe apologize for something, maybe make it up, right? These are all things that's going to help. Now, what's happening? A lot of times what happens is we stay in a limiting emotional state. And this lim limiting emotional state looks like blame, right? We stay in blame. This limiting emotional state looks like shame. We stay in shame. Um, this limiting emotional relationship looks like guilt. We stay in guilt. And what that does is it diminishes our ability to act. When we react, with guilt, shame, and blame, it diminishes our ability to act. So I said, if you are somebody stuck in your head, get into your heart. And by forgiving yourself first, the, let go of the blame, shame, and guilt, you're able to mend a relationship. Even if things don't get like you want it to get, just like you don't, somebody doesn't always have to be the way you want them to be. It's just that they be and you're be and you be together. <laughs> like you don't like... Mending a relationship does not mean you change somebody else. It just means that you accept that it is, that it was, and you still spend time with them because at the end of the day, you still care. It does not mean that, yo, I need this person to be like this. Like some people, they're toxic, and you're not going to change their toxicity overnight. And don't even try to do that. What you can do, though, is bring about a specific aura that kind of transforms or repel toxicity. So a lot of people think that, yo, I can't hang around this person or talk to them until they change. The truth of the matter is you can because how someone is does not have to dictate how you are. A lot of people react instead of responding. A lot of us react instead of responding. And a reaction is, oh, I'm going to react again what you just bestowed upon me instead of responding based on and seeing that the other person is in pain. What's up, cuz? So it's, it's a different mentality, right? Like, I'm gonna react to this person, cry for help, or I'm gonna respond. It's two different mentalities. And during this season, this is a better space to respond rather than reacting. Because what we're doing is then we're gonna react again the past relationship pattern that we had once instead of responding and kind of transforming that relationship. Now, there is a sense of clarity that you have and that you give to someone else when you respond rather than react. 
because the person will check themselves before they wreck themselves because you didn't even check them. Be the per a person is most likely to check themselves when you don't check them, when you respond in a way that makes them check themselves. Like really, I, I, ought, to, I, ought, to look at, I ought to look at me a little bit. Like that was a very loving response to my hateful attack. Let's say somebody brings about a negative thing. Like you will never, you shouldn't, you should just quit this. What? And you're like, you know what? I, I see. I see that you have a possibility blindness and, you know, you can't see it for me, but I see it for myself. And I know you don't believe it. You know, you don't believe in me, but I believe in myself. And I, I love you. I, I understand that you, you, when you grew up, you didn't see that this is a possibility, but I see it. And if you don't see it, it's fine. But I'm still going to live my life. I'm still going to do what I do. And that is it. You get what I'm saying? And you move forward. And guess what? The person might sit down and think to themselves like, whoa, what just happened here? So a loving response is always better than a cry attack or cry reaction. Okay. A baby would react again to get what they want. An adult would respond to be who they are. A baby would react again because the baby is, is almost like unconscious. Like, yo, I need to, I need to, I need. When you have grown up in a way where you're spiritually or you, you have gotten to a, a place of more wisdom, you understand that if two, if two grown people are out here crying to each other, you just have a big cry. Okay, we don't want two grown people crying. We want two grown people communicating. So, who do you need to communicate with? And what is it that you need to communicate within yourself so that way you can have make that communication happen? Let me repeat that again. Who do you need to communicate with? And what do you need to communicate within yourself to make that communication happen? So, what is it that you need to release during the season? So now I don't told you about SAD, seasonal affective disorder. Now, that's just a scientific way of putting it. The psychologists, they always they love putting names on stuff. But we can just say around winter time your body is slowing down. You're almost hibernating. And every season reminds you of something. And whatever happened in a season can be coming can come back around the next season. Because there's a loop to life. That's kind of the metrical world that, oh, it's like almost I experienced this before, a deja vu. Like, did this happen to me last year? Probably did. What happens is the body sometimes have a space in between. Don't like what happened then, right when the season come around, your body thinks it's happening again. Or because of the expectation of something different and it's not happening and you're like, oh, no, <sighs> For instance, around Christmas time, everybody see everybody hanging with their families and their loved ones. And, you know, it's, a, it's beautiful. But what if your family and loved one is not there? You know, that's a bit more sad. Now, yesterday I had put a video out that grieving can be a replaying of the love that you experience with somebody. So, you know, it doesn't take away the fact that they're not here. But what it does is it treasures the moments that they were. So now the tears doesn't become the tears of, man, it's still there. The tears are not just like, yo, this person is no longer here. But it's like, man, I, I really enjoyed the presence of this person. That there was really a gift. And, 
and I'm in, and and you know what? I'm I'm going to feel them within me, and but I won't. I won't necessarily do that all day, every day, but I'll do it whenever I feel like it's really necessary. And you know what? Even during my encounters with some people, I will even talk and treasure them and 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 make and li- literally give life to the person again by talking about their life. You know, in in a way, and it, and it, and I really do believe that it, it's a it's a proper way of kind of like treasuring somebody and releasing the emotions that you feel. Right, because it's not to run away those emotions. A lot of people think like, yo, um, the proper grieving is to not grieve. No, that's hiding away from. It's like taking a whole bunch of pain, locking it up, putting it, putting it in a room, and then whenever you walk in that room, you feel overwhelmed. Don't take all of the pain that you feel, bottled it up, and put it in a room, and then walk in that room several times. Then you get scared out of your wits. But what if several times you walked into the room and you kind of like treasured what's around it and you've seen it and you're like, yo, this is what's there. Um, What if you actually took some of the stuff, you put it out in open space? Wouldn't kind of that free up the closet, the skeletons of your pains every day that instead of just hiding them away and then looking at them and getting scared and running away again, you kind of like embrace them. Right. So it's a different, different, different way of embracing. It's, this does not take away from the facts of life, right? But it it can almost be like a new, a new a new way of treasuring. So, like I said, seasonal affective disorder is not you're not the problem, or it's not you that's the problem. It's literally your the way that you've been thinking over time. Now, it's not just happening consciously, but it's happening subconsciously and automatically, so that you just like yo, I don't even know what's going on. So one of the things we also want to do during this season is we want to take extra care of our bodies. We want to take extra care of what we put in it. We want to get in some healing practices to release any of those emotions. Now the lungs, you want to take care of your lungs. Now around winter, the kidney and bladder is mostly affected because it's cold outside. But at the same time, grief affects the lungs. A lot of people are not breathing correctly anyways. Not only are they not breathing correctly, a lot of people are holding their breaths, which means that not only are they not breathing deeply, but they're holding the breath. Not only they're not breathing deeply and holding the breath, but they're breathing through their mouths. So what what that does is it creates a certain imbalance in the body. So what we need to do, what you need to do right now is not only warm yourself up and drinking more stews and, and heavier foods and heated or spicy foods. But you want to go and do some self-care, you know, get yourself an acupuncture treatment, cupping, massage, right? You want to get just go in a saddle or something, right? You want to get in healing environments. And you want to keep doing this throughout the entire December, January. You want to keep going, right? You want to progressively take care of your body. Let those emotions come out. Because it's a lot. Life is a lot right and even when i say this stuff and i and i bring here i I give you motivation inspiration i do know you used to have to go and be with you all day and you feel what you feel okay you feel what you feel my my thing is that you can feel it and that's okay and it's going to be part of it and let's talk about the seasons all all this whole year man i've been Really going in with the season, this winter time. 
I've been talking about how each season has its own um, theme and, and guess what? We have spring, spring, everything starts to blossom, right? You see the trees, you see the, that's the best time to plant. This is springtime. Springtime is a beautiful time because things are, there's life, more life than you have right after spring, got summer. Then the sun starts to get heated and then now it's more fun and summer fun, right? Then you have fall where when, when the leaves are shedding and you're letting go. And then you have winter when it's starting to get cold and you need to hibernate and stay indoors. There is a season for everything. But guess what? Just like the seasons come and go, that's what happens internally. We have a springtime when it's just joyful. It's just new life, new blossoms. And we have winter time when it's more hibernation, more um, getting, you know, getting yourself ready and preparing and like staying indoors. All of those things, seasons are not just, um, seasons are for the balancing of nature. So every season has its purpose, even if you don't like the, the weather of that season. Let me repeat that. Whether or not you like the weather <laughs> of the season you're in, it has a reason. I like that. Let me write that quote down. Whether or not you like the season that you're in, it has a reason. So during wintertime, if you feel sad and down and about, there's a reason. I'm not, I'm not saying you have to stay in it. You could cultivate joy. But I'm saying it's there for you to feel some of it, release it. What if every winter... You kind of, instead of just running away from the sadness, grief, depression, anxiety, worry, we actually, we transmuted it. Which means that transmutation does not mean ignorance or ignorance or hiding away. It means that you take what is and you convert it to something else. That's what nature does best. I love gardening. And what I do is I take my scraps from my vegetable juices, go detox and I convert scrap into compost. So I take garbage and turn it to compost. That's a transmutation. The composition of what is gonna blossom during the springtime is actually from the dirt that happened during wintertime. So a lot of things, you can transmute it when you realize that it's part of you. It's not something you need to run away from, but it's more something you need to embrace and then decide how you want to be, right? Some days you wake up and you don't feel really good. Now, it could be in the beginning of the day, but you could transmute your emotions by doing certain things. Some people, they, they go out. Some people, they go within. Some people dance and move. Some people find a community. Some people get more spiritual, which means they, they tap into themselves more. We can always transmute the emotional states that we feel but the moment we run away from them, what happens is we're not growing from the season we're in. We're running away from the season, but each season has its benefit. So why run away from the season that you need to be in in order for your transformation? There is a reason for winter, just like there is a reason for fall. There's a reason for summer, just like there's a reason for spring. Which means we have to understand that the reasons there is does not necessarily have to be aligned with what we wish things were all of the time. Because if things were the way we wanted it to be all of the time, 
then nobody else would get their way. <laughs> we would only get our way. And if only us get our way, then this whole world falls apart. So that means that the world is balanced because everybody can't have their way all of the time. Everybody can't have their way all of the time. Somebody said, I don't like the code. Uh, well, the code is going to come around every year for the last how many hundred thousands of years. Right? Somebody said, well, I don't like when it's hot during the summer. Well, the summer heat is going to come around every year. There's a cyclical nature to life. And we have to learn how to ride the wave instead of being drowned by it. Now, you ever seen the people on the surfboards, eyes closed, just swinging? <laughs> they surfing. Some people are like, yo, it's too much waves. Let me run away from the ocean. I, don't, I can't deal with all these waves, right? They run away from the waves. Now, some of the bold people, you know, some of us says, they run towards the wave. While some people run away from the wave because they're afraid they might drown, some people ride the wave because they see that, hey, I can actually surf through it. So some people surf through the waves that gets crashed at the shore, rather some people run away from it. You saw during the hurricane, there was these people, you thought they were crazy. You're like, why are they going to the beach while the hurricane? Well, because there was the wind. And not only that, but the word also talks about how the wind will carry you through certain times. So what I found out in my life was that challenges were actually levitation. So when I went through the deep, deepest struggles, it refined my character to become the most. So my actual um, demise or trouble or mishaps or flaws are all waves that I kind of rode. And I'm like, yo. I, that makes sense now. Oh, I get it. I'm kind of, oh, I understand it. And now I'm seeing it. Okay. But you're like, yo, I don't know how to swim. So how do I, why, how do I go ride the wave? Listen, you have to learn how to swim. You're confident to ride a wave when you know how to swim. What do you mean by swimming? It means that you know how to navigate through the situation and circumstances that life throws your way. Once you know how to navigate, nothing will Nothing is going to scare you because you're like, yo, I've been through this before. I grew, I grew through this already. So you already have the idea of how to swim. So now you're not even scared of drowning. The reason why most people don't ride the waves is because they're scared of drowning. And by running away, they drown anyways. So it makes no sense to drown in the emotional states that limit you when you could ride the waves into the emotional states that empowers you. So I say you have to transmute low emotional states to high vibrational states. Now, that does not mean ignoring it. Some, it means feeling it. Because guess what? Once you experience really, really dark moments, you really, really treasure the light moments. Now, let me give you an example. Nothing brings a family closer than a death in the family. I'm going to repeat that. I mean, it sounds like an oxymoron. It, it sounds really weird. Like, yo, but I don't even want to say that. But nothing brings a family closer than that because it makes us treasure the presence of the people in our family. Because we're like, yo, oh, snap. We're not living forever. It, it really reminds you that you have to really be here and be with the people you love. So even the most saddest or heartbreaking moments 
really get us to sit back and see that, yo, we have to treasure the moments we have. You know, when my grandmother died, something in me switched. I stopped really just like, yo, being passive about sharing what I know about health and wellness. I started to be more confident because I used to wake up every day and I'd be like, Grandma, I know you, you have cancer. Let's do this some Qigong. I'm like, Grandma, let's do some massage. Drink some of the juice. And she would say no. And I, I just, okay. I just keep moving on. And so, at some point, I stopped asking, right? And I remember it was like around like November, December, and my grandmother passed. And I was like, yo, I could have done, I could have helped. Like, I could have done something. And that made me feel a certain way, you know. So for the next couple of months, I felt really down and about. And I just like, you know, I could have done better. And I, I saw it in my posture, right? I saw it in my face. My lungs were compressed. My shoulders were like this. And I felt like that for a month or two. And the reason why I felt like that was I blamed myself for something that I couldn't control. I mean, I did help. I did try to help, but I couldn't control whether somebody took my advice or not. So part of my grieving was accepting the fact that things were the way that they are and that I couldn't necessarily change um, what happened. It's just that I can choose to be more motivational towards people. I can choose not to give up on people or I could choose to keep acting. So what happened was afterwards I said, I'm going to take this as a lesson to become more, more motivational towards empowering. If I know somebody is going through something, to be more on with them, I stopped blaming myself, right? So that's how I was able to transmute the blame, shame, and guilt into more of like, yo, you know what? I'm going to actually utilize this as fuel to be a better um, motivational wellness coach, right? So I did, right? And I told you that it happened like... A year ago so that made my life actually well that actually changed my mindset in a way where I acted I became more of a gift right it didn't make my life better but it just um, changed my perspective on things and now I treasure I treasure the people around me more because I realized like yo people aren't always gonna be there so it's just like transmutation of really seeing what you're feeling but you have to know what is going on. You, sometimes you don't even know it, but you're holding something against yourself. And you're like, man, I, don't, I can't seem to treasure this person. What? You're holding something against you about something you couldn't control in the situation. It, it was not your fault. Or even if you're like, yo, I played a role in it. You have to give yourself grace and space and say, I'm a human. We play roles and everybody else is suffering at, in some extent. We all suffer and we all play a role, but we have to say, oh, I'm, I'm a human and I understand. And you have to give the same understanding to yourself like you give to other people. Because if you don't, then you're going to keep yourself in blame, shame and guilt. And that does not help you at all. OK, so transmutation starts with acknowledging. Transmutation start with accepting and transmutation starts with forgiving. Right. So, it's a beautiful thing when you are able to be in the midst of fire and watch the flames. You know, fire can be either contained, like, fire can be contained or it can spread all over the place. And 
The thing is, let's say you have a fire burning. If you really look at the fire, you can really see there's a space where there's a peace and quiescence within the fire. I don't know if it's the blue flames, but within the fire, you can see a, a peace and quiescence within it. So within your own suffering and pain and the fire that's in your belly, in your body, there is a peace and quiescence you could tap into. Now, I don't know how to explain that. I've just felt it before. Where times where I was like going through a lot of, it was intense pain. But within that same pain, I, it was like a blue flame of quiescence in the fire. And I don't know how to explain that. So intensity does not necessarily mean tragedy. Intensity means you're experiencing at a high, at a very intense state. Now, you could have an intense experience and it's not tragic. How many of you start going on a roller coaster and you, you didn't die? <laughs> but it was very intense. Guess what? That intensity is not tragedy um, because you're still alive, right? Or that intensity can actually get you like excited. So intensity does not always have to be tragedy. Intensity can actually be high experiencing of whatever is happening. So sometimes you can feel intense love. You can feel intense hate. You can feel intense anger. But the same way you can feel intense love. You can feel intense appreciation. And you can feel intense compassion. It's how you choose to transmute what you feel by knowing that you dictate what you make real. And what I mean by that is a lot of things are happening. So intensity does not always have to be tragedy. But what's real for you is what you let perpetuate in your mind. Your reality, your reality is how you think things are. Like Jim Rohn said, a lot of people are not affected by the way things are. A lot of people are affected by the way they think things are. So the moment that you change the way you think things are is the moment you see how things really are or you can see how you can be and you choose to be that way. Here's what I mean. You might think that nobody cares and love you. That's what you think. Nobody cares and love you. But the moment you can change and say that even if this was true, even if this was true, I love myself. <laughs> even if this was true, God loves me. And it's, I'm not saying it's true or not. I don't know. But what I'm saying is if you change the way you think, you can change what is in your reality. Because you think that's your reality, but that's because that's what you've been thinking. Now, somebody can be here and say, hey, I am super wealthy because I am the wealth. Somebody says, I am super broke because I have no money. What happened? Where's the mentality switch? One person saw their value in themselves. They realized that they are the gift. The other person saw the value in their pocket. So while one person is saying, oh, I don't have much money. I'm broke. One person says, I'm wealthy because I am the gift that brings out the money. The which person you think is going to be more successful? The person who don't have the money and think they're broke or the person who doesn't have the money but knows they're wealthy? Of course, the person who doesn't have the money but knows they're wealthy, what they're going to do is they're going to keep being a gift. And by being a gift, they're going to make the money. 
right? Because their mentality is I am the wealth. Therefore, abundance will flow into my life, right? So it's a different mindset. Now, the time frame of which that person uh, manifests such money or abundance is up to the work and their alignment with their thoughts, emotions towards and the goals that they have. So it's all based on the way that you think things are. When you change the way you look at things, what you look at is going to change. So that's kind of how what I started doing with my mind frame, with my mindset. And this is what not only helps me cope. We don't just want to cope through things. Coping, you know, it's just like, yo, I'm doing what I can do right now. So I don't really feel what really feeling, right? Transmuting is I'm being the best I can be right now. And I'm transmuting how I feel to feel the way that is more empowering. Because I know within me is such a gift. I don't want to shun or diminish the value of this gift by tainting it with these thoughts or the value of this gift by tainting it with these emotional states that's limiting. So guess what I'm going to do? I'm actually going to express myself. I'm going to be myself. I'm going to be a gift, right? I'm, when I'm in the circumstance of which somebody I care about, instead of thinking about like all of these things that uh, we should have had, they didn't do, I'm actually just going to be present in this situation right there and then, right? So I always say it's a different mentality. It's a different mindset. So once you change your mentality, your mindset, and the way that you look at things, Surely, my friend, what you look at is going to change, okay? So, once again, I wanted to share this powerful message with you today on this Christmas Eve, right? On this holiday season. Um, and, you know, I'm now not really celebrating the holidays. I'm changing things up for myself. But I'm celebrating the people I love. I'm not celebrating holidays but I'm celebrating the people I love every day. And I want to be better. I'm working to be better. And I'm acting on being better to do that. So let's sum it all up to say this. Don't expect calls during this season. Be the caller. Okay. Don't expect gifts during this season. Be the gift. Right. Don't accept. Don't say that, hey, I'm only going to feel good during this season. Embrace the pain that you feel and transmute it. Don't run away from what you feel. Heal from what you've been feeling over time um, by transmuting it, okay? So that is my message for you. And I know that this podcast adds tremendous value to you watching every single day at 10 a.m. Eastern on Instagram Live, YouTube Live, or Facebook. Um, I appreciate you. I love you. And guess what? If you think nobody loves you, remember God loves you. God knows you here. God knows you were in the womb before you were in the womb. The universe is you are part of the universal love. So you are love. So be that right and embrace that and realize that, listen, nobody gives you it. Nobody's going to give you the love. Right. It's just that you are the love, right? It just means that you can experience it because it's in you. You don't experience it because somebody gave it to you. Well, I'll take two bottles of love, three bottles of joy, and one side of peace. No, you can't get three bottles. No, it's all within the temple of you. 
right? The peace that you seek, the love that you seek, that's all within you. Now, somebody can make you, like, I need somebody else to make me feel more loving. I need somebody else to, no, no, you are the love. So the moment you are looking for people to, you know, give you something to, to be something is the moment that you are depending on somebody else. You know, so you want to reveal the love that is within. Reveal the love that is within during this holiday season, y'all. Okay? So once again, I do this podcast because I care about you and I love you. So I want you to subscribe and tap into this on the daily. That's what's called Ed Talks Daily. Okay? So y'all make sure you do this here. Listen to me here. So y'all go to edtalksdaily.com, wherever you're watching this, okay? You're watching on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, whatever. Go to edtalksdaily.com and subscribe. Now, if you go to edtalksdaily.com forward slash reviews, guess what? You can leave your boy a review. Better yet, text the word edtalks to 561-510-9605. So text the word edtalks right there to 561-510-9605. You see it? 561-510-9605. And by doing that, you're going to be able to just get reminders whenever I have the podcast, get the replays and things like that, okay? So what did you think about the podcast? Um, What did you think about today's episode? Was it valuable to you? And is this something you want to tap into? So if you do, you watch it on YouTube, click that subscribe button, Right, so you can always stay updated and then turn on the notifications. All right, so once again, I love you, I appreciate you. Happy holidays, and feel what you feel, and know that that is the pathway to you. But then transmute what you feel by making your self care a priority. Okay, make your self care a priority. Self care is the best care. All right, so take care of yourself, um, take care of your body, don't overdo it now. Nah. Don't overdo the things, like, don't overdo it. Um, don't overdo the liquor, the alcohol, the food, and all that, the sweets. You know, the, I got a sweet tooth. I got a sweet tooth this whole week. I got to, you know, make sure I don't OD it, okay? <laughs> so stay on point. Peace and love. Shout out to you, Liz Lopez. I love you, queen. One love. So I appreciate you for watching. Y'all have a blessed day. You hear? Peace. I'm out. Thank you.